0: 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at JoinMIDI.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.
2: Hello and welcome to Express Sports podcast. You're listening to the Commonwealth Games Daily with me Mihir vasavda and Rahul Pandey and joining us today from Birmingham is Shivani night After what was really a, it was an interesting opening ceremony it was fun it was full of message. Uh, Shivani was at the cricket ground today watching an excellent match between India and Australia. Shivani We'll jump right into the game before we talk about the opening ceremony and all the other things that's happening in Birmingham. Uh, Quite a return for cricket at Commonwealth Games, right?
0: Absolutely. I think 1998 was when uh, the Indian men's team was sort of split and one went off to Toronto to play in, I think, an India-Pakistan bilateral there. And another waltzed off to Malaysia for the Commonwealth Games. But uh, this is a completely different vibe. This is a completely different setting. I think back in 1998, cricket was still very, very reluctant and very, uh, if I may call it uh, snobbish about being a part of a multi-discipline event. That team uh, was slightly, I mean, the entire thing was pretty casual. Here, cricket looks like it is a part of the entire Commonwealth Games program, and it's looking pretty exciting. I mean, I'm not a big cricket fan, but um, I had goosebumps today when you know when uh, Renuka uh, Singh Thakur started taking those Australian wickets, and it's it's like rediscovering cricket uh, from the 90s, the the men's cricket from 90s. It was it was fun to watch.
1: The match had quite the narrative. These two teams have met on quite a few occasions in the recent times in big tournaments uh, they met at the t20 world cup they met at the 50 over world cup this year and india have actually defeated australia even though they've had this giant streak especially in the one-day matches uh since the 2017 world cup where uh as we know harman prit 171 knocked australia out that had great ripple effect on australian cricket and they've come really strong out of that elimination but for most part of the match today, India were actually, especially in the second innings, for most part of the second innings, India were actually the favourites to get it. How do you think things changed even after they picked up seven wickets at 110? How do you think the narrative of the match changed since you watched the match from close quarters?
0: You know, 110 for seven itself was a sort of a shock, a pleasant surprise for if you were an Indian fan. But I think India were going in at least one pacer shot. conditions favouring the quicks. So that was always, you know, India was going to miss Pooja. And uh, so that was always going to be slightly tricky. The over-reliance on um, sort of, you know, spinners in the last few overs. So that was going to be difficult but uh, the position that uh, renuka put india into 110 for 7 against australia and i mean let's be honest they were they were nervous okay it's not like uh, yeah i mean they finished off with i think an over to spare but uh, i think that's one thing i want to point out you know harmanpreet's uh, 171 we tend to sort of stress on the fact that uh, both the player and us uh, who are watching her need to sort of move on from that but I think it's like one of those things imprinted on Australian minds, you know. I don't think the fear of uh, what she's capable of has sort of left them, and that was pretty apparent uh, today when she battled. But yeah, it was a little disappointing that India couldn't go on to win. But that—that that is Australia, you know. They—they they bat deep. They—they they claim to battle like number eleven, and was always going to be difficult. But India made it interesting. Renuka made it interesting. Harman definitely made it interesting
2: so interesting, Shivani, that uh, cricket is pair for a place at the LA Olympics. Uh, like you've mentioned in your know, wonderful story, you've also converted from a non-cricketing nation to a cricket fan. A uh, guy you met, a journalist, are you Nicole Yulio? I don't know how I've pronounced it, Joe tongue But uh, it's a impact us.
0: Yeah, I mean, he seemed to be, uh, he was trying to figure out what the spot was. And, you know, from then he got perfectly ensnared by the way Harmanpreet was batting at that point in time. And uh, just the discovery of what a four is and what a six is and how the two can be differentiated. When she hit her first and I think only six of the innings and uh, he was super happy, you know, to <laughs> be someone who is knowledgeable about what a six is.
2: So so he's a journalist,
0: is he? He's a journalist with a magazine that is affiliated with the Catholic Church, okay, uh, the Vatican. Wow. And uh, they look at uh, different cultural and sporting trends across the world. He was here, I think he's here for three days for the Commonwealth Games. And he was at the opening uh, ceremony where, again, he found it to be a pretty, like, we think of it as pretty message heavy. But uh, he thought it was an excellent, uh, progressive sort of uh, take on sport and very different from what opening ceremonies usually are. And um, his second day was he camped at Heshbaston and uh, discovered cricket. And I think everyone tried telling him that it is very similar to baseball. Not that he was very tuned into baseball either. But it was a, it was like a slow cook. But uh, he kind of warmed up to it. And uh, yeah, he seemed to like it.
1: Uh, you've given us a nice bit of reference of the opening ceremony there. I mean, we can't just move past it. We've already started talking about cricket. But we need to talk about the opening ceremony in the sense that when I first heard that Stephen Knight was associated with this... I was just waiting for that Peaky Blinders reference, especially with this being in Birmingham. It didn't come all throughout the ceremony. I was low-key disappointed. But uh, at the end of it, I think the message or the messages that were given via this ceremony was so, so different than the 2012 Olympic ceremony in London. What's your take on that? What was your take on the entire ceremony?
0: I had enjoyed 2012, okay? And I really wanted to enjoy the Birmingham one because... Uh... I thought it will be pretty music heavy and I had high expectations from that and it wasn't. I think uh, my last opening ceremony was at Jakarta Asian Games and that, that was perfect uh, musically. So this was a little underwhelming in that uh, aspect but that's just a very personal take. I think sport is moving towards finding meaning and it's not just the Commonwealth Games that we are talking about. Sport uh, on the whole, even the Olympics for that matter. They are looking to be something more than just a comparison of, uh, you know, physical traits. This is the direction that sport is going to take. It's inevitable. You will see it across uh, different games. I think, uh, you know, even Glasgow, for that matter, Glasgow 2014, had also made pretty strong statements on Birmingham and Glasgow cities, which have this very inherent rebellious uh, spirit against uh, their own establishment. You know, they've always had a... That was, of course, a Scottish sentiment in Birmingham as as a second city, but also uh, full of people who they don't just I mean, they're, they're not yes men. They're not going to listen to everything that is uh, dictated to them by London. So um, both these cities were expected to kind of uh, you know, put out these messages. And that is exactly what happened. Um, it was it was good. It was, I think, catering more to broadcast and to television. But yeah,
2: within the stadium, slightly underwhelming. Uh, that is, I think, one one discussion we, we should keep it for some other day in detail: uh, ceremonies and these games. Because uh, there is a lot of which I don't know how we due importance while we talk about it. But one thing, I think uh, through the course uh, of our conversations during the day, which clear, like the thing is clear: that India's opening ceremony of India dresses
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, no, just the just the women. I mean, uh, come on, the, India has such, they have such great textiles. It has great fabrics and it has great designs and fashion. And uh, you make them wear sherwanis, pretty ill-fitting ones. And look, it's it's smart. It's uniform. It's it's all those things are there. The color is nice. Blue is always nice, and they they looked nice. But oh, come on, I mean. Look, I remember writing and discussing this with Bharat Sundaration, you know, that that entire thing of a blazer on top of a sari was pretty ridiculous. But that doesn't mean that you get rid of the sari and then like just extend the blazer into one shirwani and then make them make the women wear like shirwani's, man. I mean, no, come on. And and
2: I remember that piece had great quotes from Jwala Gutta. I think we should we should plug that piece in the story notes as well.
0: Yeah, and she had a point. I mean, come on. Okay, I, I can understand the athletes find it slightly inconvenient to uh, drape a sari. At I mean, there are other anxieties, um, and you don't want to be stressed about like how to wear a sari and all that. But uh, there are other things. There are there are salwar kameez. There are shararas. There are you know lengas. There are all there's all sorts of um, things that Indian women wear and wear it like with their lan. So why would you, I don't know, the unisex uh, funder and I, I just thought it was very lazy.
2: Thoda, I was also kind of underwhelmed. Pehle initially, it looks, it looks smart and you know? all. Then I saw Sindhu's photos and काफी ill-fitting, tha, like you said.
0: No, but listen, Sindhu's going to look smart anyway.
2: Yeah, she, she pulled it off brilliantly.
0: But uh, that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, you become as IOA or as whoever has come up with these designs. Come on, put in some effort, man. These are your best athletes. This is
2: this is a brand which uh, at one point had Virat Kohli and Anushka Sharma as their ambassadors. I don't know if we are legal uh, soup if we call out their name.
0: But I'm pretty sure they did not make Anushka Sharma wear a Sherwani.
2: I hope not.
0: I mean, men can wear anything. Uh, yeah, whatever. But come on. <laughs>
2: We <laughs> anyway come yeah. they, they could have done a better job. But uh, I mean, if we move on, Shivani, I don't know. Again, this discussion up now, going on. It's been... Uh, yeah. it's, it, it can potentially go on and on forever till the next Olympics ceremony. Uh, but how is it in Birmingham? We are watching TV a lot. I mean, I'll, I'll just share one incident which I thought uh, encapsulates everything that is uh, charming about a British crowd. I don't know if you got the time to watch... Uh, the women's uh, sprint triathlon today, it had its own Eric Deal moment uh, because there's this uh, girl from Jamaica, uh, Mercy Papo. She finished her race 46 minutes after Flora Duffy of Bermuda won the gold medal. And uh, she 50% of the field uh, finished their race. be this Ghanaian girl who was competing in a first triathlon race got on the... Uh, got off the bike and started her five kilometer run and Bechari akele rahi thi. Uh, but the British crowd patiently stayed with her throughout. They clapped for her, cheered her on the security guards. Then just formed kind of a guard of honor kind of thing at, at the finish line, the race judges were there uh, A very mood tha on ground. At least it felt like that on TV. But how is it uh, actually in Birmingham? Is, is the city really up for this?
0: No, it's it's uh, typical of uh, British crowds, of course, but it's also typical of triathlon crowds. You know, they they appreciate, or even for that matter, marathon crowds, probably across the world. Those who get the spot, uh, they know the kind of effort that goes into gruelling, You know, it's 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 crazy the effort that goes into it. So you will always have crowds who um, the entire definition of a friendly games so that uh, I mean, it, it's it's quite it's it's much maligned uh, when used for the Commonwealth Games. But I think that's 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 the nice uh, side. That's the nicer side of. Uh, that particular name. It can't just be about gold, silver, and bronze all the time, you know, it it has to be about people who are competing. You have to understand that at the Commonwealth Games there are smaller countries, or there are countries who um, are participating in sports that are pretty alien to them. It, those are not their traditional sports. And um, I think it's, it's, it's nice that at the Commonwealth Games, people who are trying out these sports and they are attempting to get good at it, are encouraged, so. Yeah,
1: that's that's part of the whole CWG gig. Shivani, uh, apart from cricket, which was, of course, the new kid in the block, n- not the first timer, but new, definitely. There were other events today. India participating in other events. Uh, of course, uh, the women's hockey team won. Uh, they were expected to. And at a certain stage, it did look like Ghana were giving them a real fight in the sense that they had trapped them in not being their flowing best in the game. So... This is one, but what are the results that sort of took you back when you saw them? Of course, you weren't able to cover everything. That's part of the multi-sports events. Uh, but what, what were the results and what were the events that uh, sort of took you by surprise today?
0: I think a day's best result would be the swimmer. She had been a trash in a uh, in a 100 meters backstroke and uh, making it to the semis, which means that he is amongst the top 16 uh, over here. Sajjan Prakash and Kushak Rawat uh, could not make the semis, but Shri Arina Traj is a very, very exciting talent in uh, backstroke. 5-0 against Ghana, I think uh, then that's a pretty uh, deceptive uh, scoreline for me because I thought it was pretty easy. If you're saying that they were pushed a little, I think that's good for them. I think they're playing Australia next.
2: We'll have to check the schedule, but I guess so, yeah. yeah well, they were tough next match. <laughs>
0: So uh, I think it's good when uh, you know these four uh, zero score lines and five zero score lines uh, at the outset because those are statements of sort of intent. So yeah, I think uh, across all sports, TT and I think badminton as well as hockey, I I, I like five zero four zero score lines when they are in favor of India.
2: Just to wrap this up today, that is Saturday, should be uh, the first medal at least. There would be uh, more than one but one for sure with mirabai and uh, what what else do you think everyone should be watching out for uh, on on the first weekend day of these games
0: i think the first uh, we should be looking at the first weightlifting medal which might come from sanket in the men's category again weightlifting are expected to be sort of um, easy medals but this is this is also i mean uh, beyond mirabai there's there's a young crop of lifters uh, uh, especially in the men so this is probably like you know our first sighting of uh, lifters who could be in contention even at uh, paris so i think that, that that's the way to look at the competition here for mirabai of course you know because she is expected to win that gold uh, hopefully there are no there's, there's no surprises there's no nasty surprises in there her snatch score is something that yeah it'll be interesting to watch how she responds to not having a uh, competition outside of you know her own effort and she has to compete against herself yeah she uh, she, she she'll always have the choice of you know not exerting and not uh, not going the whole hog uh, because there isn't competition not that we know of I mean mm-hmm. we shouldn't really be presumptuous there so yeah that it's it's a different uh, sort of gold that we will be looking at and um, it will be mirabai against the weights you know literally if she's i think aiming for 90 or whatever that she's aiming for uh, in snatch and uh, yeah so the first set of medals and india can get onto the scoreboard
2: absolutely absolutely and that's something that uh... We'll be watching very keenly. Uh, with hockey, uh, we were mentioning, India women play Wales tomorrow. That should be another one-sided match which should, which should put the team uh, in groove uh, slightly before the tougher ones follow. Uh, we'll hopefully be back with you Shivani tomorrow again uh, it's a big star mark depending on your schedule the logistics etc etc but uh, thank you Shivani for joining us today and thank you guys for listening CWG Daily will be running till August 8 so please keep tuning in to this thank you for listening once again
1: you were listening to Express Sports by the Indian Express today's show was produced by me Shashank Bhargav and edited and mixed by Suresh Pawar. if you like the show then do subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast You can also recommend the show to someone you think will like it, share it with a friend or someone in your family. It's the best way for people to get to know about us. You can also write to us at podcasts at IndianExpress.com or tweet us at
2: ExpressPodcasts. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?